You're listening to the Teen Entrepreneur Podcast, where you'll hear about the startups teens have created and learn about their struggles and successes along the way. Peter is a teen entrepreneur, UCSD-bound, based in San Diego, California. He's the founder of Just Swing. So, Peter, I'm so glad that you could join us today. Why don't you give everyone an introduction to what Just a Swing is? Well, <clears throat> I originally made this because I had a lot of insecurities playing tennis, especially because I come from the low-income community, and I felt that other kids shouldn't have to feel the way I felt. So I wanted to provide lessons and equipment so that they didn't have to consider these feelings when playing because these feelings would discourage them from playing. So when you mention insecurities, what type of insecurities and feelings are you talking about? Like, I was like, oh my God, look at that person. They have such shiny shoes and like all that clothing. It's so fancy. It's like, it's very intimidating especially because from coming from a low-income community, we kind of wear very baggy clothes and not really good-looking athletic clothing as well. In tennis, is it kind of a big thing where people get insecure about the clothes they wear? Do most tennis players wear, like, brand-name clothing and stuff like that? Well, I think it has to do more coming from the low-income community because we don't really feel like we're privileged enough to play tennis in a way mm-hmm. because, well, for my school, tennis isn't really really well known because it's just very intimidating just looking at it. Some people kind of think it's too easy or it's just not something that they want to try out just because it's more like, no offense, but it's, like, it's considered a white sport because of the wealth that's considered in playing tennis. So it just kind of makes other people around my school just not want to play it just because they don't feel like they are privileged enough to play it. That makes sense. And how did you get started with your entrepreneurial journey? Was this like the first business venture that you decided to take? This was actually my second. My first one wasn't successful. It actually had to do with public speaking. I thought I could inspire other teenagers around me to consider public speaking as a good skill to use. Because I saw myself as a public speaker as well, but I realized that public speaking doesn't come with just a few lessons. It comes with a lot of experience over the years. So I just kind of tumbled down because getting out our comfort zone as a teenager is actually pretty hard. And it's not something that we could easily do on a daily basis. How would you try and help people become better public speakers? I knew Toastmasters member. So I, throughout the years of my high school, I would be taking lessons from him. So I felt like I could use his lessons as an example to teach other teenagers around me and just draw from that experience that I had. Mm -hmm. For me, yeah, public speaking is definitely a skill that I've been working on. And I've been working on it for over over a year now, I would say. And I think I'm slowly getting better at it, but that only comes with the fact that I'm willing to push myself out of my comfort zone and be uncomfortable with the unknown. When you were creating Just a Swing, what sort of challenges did you face? Getting out there to the middle schoolers and just talking to them. I actually didn't know much about the middle school schedule, 
So what I had to do was contact the middle school lead so that I could find out what, what was a ideal time to speak to the middle schoolers. And I had to get to know the middle school lead, which wasn't something that I was used to because I was an introvert. And it felt weird at first, but once I started giving my pitch about my business to them, they helped me with it. I was surprised. But I think it had to do with like my passion for tennis, which actually ignited the business. And you also mentioned something about the fact that you were an introvert. I myself also identify as an introvert, especially if I go somewhere where there's like a big crowd or something. It's hard for me to talk to people. I prefer more and like more of one-on-one conversations. So I'm just curious, what's your experience like being an introvert, going into the business world, having to pitch your idea to different people? It was really terrifying at first, but when, you, when you're when you pursuing something that you love or have a passion for, I don't think your comfort zone comes in the way like, as much as it will because I just focused more on what I wanted to do, which was just making my business a reality and pretty much showing other kids that they can play tennis as well. That just kind of overshadowed all the insecurities I had about public speaking and getting out of my comfort zone. So, like, I went out of my comfort zone without really knowing it when I was pursuing my passion. You can tell when you're speaking about just just a swing and the background that you come from that you're super passionate about this. And so what is another personal habit that you think you have that really contributes to your success? Personal experience in tennis. I wasn't really athletic or anything, and that kind of discouraged me as well with the other indicators, but what really helped me get my business going was the fact that I studied a lot of tennis over my high school years. I had that background experience and background knowledge, so I think that contributed a lot to my business because I was able to teach without having to hesitate. What do you think started your interest in tennis? As a kid, my parents were really overprotective. Yeah, I can I can definitely relate to that. Yeah, so then my um, cousins would invite me to come over and try different sports out, like badminton, table tennis, a little bit of soccer, some football, and volleyball. But I think tennis stuck to me the most because it felt great just hitting it dead center. And... Just the fact that you can whack it really hard. I don't know. that The feeling is just great. That's all I can say. <laughs> Once I got to um, high school, I took a leap of faith and asked if I can join the team and tried out and actually made it. Surprised. Nice job. Trying a new sport is definitely hard. Yeah, I play softball. I started freshman year, not going to lie. It's been pretty rough so far, but I enjoy playing. You mentioned the fact that you came from a low-income background, would you consider that an advantage or a disadvantage? I think this varies for each person. For me, in my case, I think it would have to be an advantage. Because at first, I did feel like I was at a disadvantage just because 
I didn't have the personal equipment and everything, but that just encouraged me to like improve on my own skills so that I wouldn't be focusing on materialistic items to judge as my skills. So at the beginning, I would always see myself as like really bad because I didn't have much clothing to look good in, but I came to realize that clothing didn't really matter. It was just a perk and my skills would matter most and it actually took me further than I thought it would to be honest. When it comes down to like being someone who's low income and being heavily involved in the low income community, there's definitely a lot of stereotypes surrounding that. What is a stereotype that you disagree with and why do you feel this way? The racket being like the dictator of whether your skills are good or not because in my experience, like, I always had, like, multiple rackets. I feel like my skills would be the one that would dictate the match because the racket is just a tool I use to um, win my matches, but it's not like if that tool is, like, everything that controls the match. It's just, it's all it's all depending on me and how I want to play the match and not what the racket can do. It's what I can do with the racket. Tell me about a time where something surprising happened when you were creating Justice Swing when you least expected it to. The end of my senior year, like I got Athlete of the Year at my school because of my contributions to um, tennis and my expansion of the tennis program. So that pretty much got me Athlete of the Year, but it also made me pretty well known among the athletic directors. And I didn't really know that, but they all told me about it. I was like, wow, I didn't know I had this much like significance to the athletic directors. I was just doing something that I liked doing, and it was a gift for my coach as well. Yeah, that's, that's definitely super cool. What are some things that you have learned from playing tennis, like life lessons, or even just creating just a swing in general? From tennis, it would have to be just getting out of my comfort zone and being who I am on the court. Because at first, I would, I would be really afraid to like show my personality on court, go after the ball, or just have my regular voice on court. And from just a swing, I would have to say it showed me that if I'm passionate for something, my comfort zone won't ever get in the way like it may feel like it but when I fully like go for it it just my comfort zone doesn't matter anymore and as someone who's looking for their passion how would you say you could find your passion I think it has to do more with looking into what you're interested in because growing up as a kid I was interested in playing tennis and it's just this is how it was. It started off as an interest at first, and once I actually got to try it, it actually became a passion without me even knowing it. So it just, you get caught up in doing what you're interested in, and it just slowly develops into your passion. So I would advise just to try new stuff that you're interested in. Now we're going to shift more onto the fact that you're a teen entrepreneur who's creating a business. So you just graduated high school. Congrats. Um, For someone who 
is in high school right now, what advice would you give to balancing schoolwork and maybe a startup on the side? How do you decide what to prioritize and when to prioritize things? So everything just kind of fell into place by itself. I think it has to do with the mastery of the subjects that you have. So if you're really good at a certain subject, I think you shouldn't focus on it as much. Like It's not like if it's not important, but if you know a lot of uh, material, you shouldn't focus on it too much. You should focus on your weaknesses, but also review like your strengths as well, just so that you remember what you're good at and you're not overshadowed by your weaknesses. So it's just a matter of knowing what you need to work on. And for priority, it's the same thing, just knowing what you need to work on. How did you personally manage schoolwork, tennis, and just a swing? To do more with my own schedule. Like, I always got my stuff done on time, so I didn't really have much to worry about. At first, when I would contact the middle school lead, it did kind of conflict with my schedule. But once uh, I got it started, it actually fell into place just perfectly. So it would be right after school. I wish everything fell into place for me. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out some stuff time management wise and time management is definitely one thing that I'm still working on. What's the best piece of advice that you could give to a teen or just anyone in general who's wanting to get into business and to start turning their passion into something that can make an impact? I think it just has to start or come from an interest and wait to, you can't want it more than you. Like, when you want it more than anything else, nothing else pretty much matters. Like, my comfort zone got out of the way and my insecurities just kind of went away without me knowing. Just I was just chasing after my passion and I felt like I could do anything when I did follow your interest, and try your best at whatever you try. And you mentioned WIT, so I'm just going to give a bit of context to everyone who doesn't know what WIT is. WIT is a program that is designed for teens wanting to make an impact. So it's a business incubator program for teens that also gives you six units of college credit through UC San Diego for social entrepreneurship. So throughout the year, teens meet in a group and they have the opportunity to pursue their passions and to create a business out of something they love. In terms of business logistics, do you think you would have made as much of an impact as you did if you hadn't joined a program like WIT? If it weren't for WIT, I wouldn't have made such a big impact because WIT actually gave me the resources and confidence to actually try something out. Sure, like I tell myself, yeah, I can try that. I can try another day or it was always an idea, but WIT actually helped me act on it because WIT gave me the resources to actually like express myself and get out there. I feel like Wade does a really good job of getting me out of my comfort zone and oh, yeah, for sure. making sure that I actually get out there to talk about my situation and my cause. In my community, since it's low income, I had a shoe drive and 
it was quite successful. The shoe drive, I got 30 pairs of new shoes and 30 pairs of used shoes. I'd have to say it's probably worth $600 at least. And then I had racket donations with racket bags, and that's probably a thousand at least, considering the value of the rackets and bags itself. Nice, that's impressive. So when you're collecting donations, do you mostly get it from people in your community, or do you target more establishments and stores and get it from them? For this part, I actually had help from my coach. So we both worked on getting donations from Balboa Tennis Club in San Diego. Luckily, he was really well-known in the Balboa Tennis Club, so we had a lot of donations. And he also had a friend that had an establishment. We were fortunate enough to get 30 pairs of new shoes. I was wondering if you had any advice about collecting donations When you pitch your um, business to other people, always make sure you always have that passion flowing through you when you speak. When you speak without confidence or passion, people just kind of think you're BSing it in a way. So they can kind of see through um, your intentions. But when you're passionate about something, they can kind of see that you actually want to make a change. And that's when people are willing to donate or go out of their way to donate. And number one is always gratitude like gratitude got me so far in my donations even in like the tiniest things like an email or a letter just be considerate of like how people are so for example I would always hi good morning or how's your day and then go on with my request before saying anything else so if I if I straight up like ask for a donation that's kind of disrespectful I just kind of looks bad on me so I always made sure that I was considerate of other people's opinions and feelings at the time before I asked for anything else. What do you see yourself doing in 10 years? Before I even created Just a Swing, I didn't know what I could see myself in in 10 years. But after creating Just a Swing, I kind of saw myself as a potential tennis coach or working in tennis. It just it showed me that I had potential to teach kids or other people about tennis because my short experience actually looks really good because I studied a lot of tennis so it's just kind of it's there I can just draw from that experience and it just showed me that despite like being an introvert it doesn't matter because I have everything in my mind and I can always draw from it and share it with other kids and I had a few like experiences experiences going to tennis camps So I kind of have a feeling of how to run a tennis camp for the kids. It just showed me that it's a possibility of me becoming a tennis coach in 10 years. One last thing as we wrap up the interview, how can people reach you or Just a Swing? I'll let you give yourself a little bit of a social media plug. So feel free to shout out any of your organizations and your personal social media accounts. My social media is Pizza Pies. So it's P E T A H P I E S and then underscore. And from there, you could find bits and pieces of my Jesse Swing business model. But if you're interested in seeing what I've done, 
and the donations, um, I'm willing to share it as well. Is is pita pies like a pun off pita pies, like pita bread? A little something like that, but it was just, I don't know, it made, I made it a long time ago for my Instagram. Thank you so much, Peter, for joining me on this episode of the Teen Entrepreneur Podcast. One thing that really sticks out to me is how much passion you show for tennis and helping others in your community learn more about tennis and gifting them things that you wish you had when you had played tennis in the beginning and also your ability to show gratitude. So thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast and I'll look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Teen Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and I'll catch you next week.